Henry still doesn't have internet because a few weeks ago there was a big old hurricane and knocked all of his power out. And now he has power, but he still doesn't have internet. And I felt really bad about just having to keep postponing episodes and not being able to do anything for y'all. So today, um, it's just me and I'm going to give you, I'm giving you, I'm giving you, you are welcome. Um, this first ever episode of Alone Alone, Olivia's book report, where I'm going to talk about the the beautiful novel by Stephanie Meyer, Midnight Sun, which is um, Twilight, but from Edward the Vampire's point of view. It was supposed to have been released 15 years ago, 12 years ago. Um, she was working on it, and someone, I guess, like released, they leaked a couple of the chapters she had written without her consent, and so she's kind of scrapped the project indefinitely. Um, and then a couple of months ago, I found out that it was being published and she had finished it. And so naturally, I got it from the library and read it and I wasn't able to put it down, guys. I guess I'm still a Twilight kid at heart because this was a good book, y'all. Um, so here we go. I'm going to tell you all about Midnight Sun and I, you know, again, Sorry about not having a real episode, uh, but here we are, and this is my show, and I can do what I want. So here we go. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of y'all have read Twilight, at least, you know, back in the day. If you haven't, stop now. Go back and read the entire series. It should only take you, I don't know, it depends on how fast you read. So the first book came out in 2005, and I was 12. And I actually heard about it from a Neopets chat forum because people back in the day used to just talk about whatever bullshit on those forums. And it was supposed to be Neopets related, but it never was. And someone was just talking about how, like, how good this book was. And so I think I just like found it from the library at that point, or I might have just gone to Books A Million and bought it, not even knowing what it was. And I was obsessed. So I read this book, I do remember this, before my friend group, and I kept telling them that they should read it after I finished it. I was like, oh my god, this is the best book ever. You guys have to read this. And no one would freaking read it. And I was so frustrated. And I don't remember what the catalyst was that people finally read it. But then once they did, they're like, oh my God, this is the best book. And I was like, I fucking know that. I've been telling you to read this for the past year. Anyway, so I was very into Twilight throughout its whole course in history. I had a t-shirt. I was firmly on Edward's side when sides were being taken between Edward and Jacob. And my friends and I like went to a Books Million book premiere release at midnight for either Eclipse or Breaking Dawn. I don't remember. Anyway, I was in it, y'all. And then obviously as we got older, we grew out of it and the movies came out and they weren't good and it then became a joke. And then everybody sort of distanced themselves from Twilight as much as they could. And, I mean, Twilight was sort of a groundbreaking thing. 
it it started this whole like vampire young adult novel trend which you know for good or for bad happened and i don't think i've read any other vampire books though but you know hey it did a thing and it was very successful and good on stephanie meyer for keeping her freaking mouth shut and not tweeting transphobic comments monthly like a certain other author who will not be named so stephanie meyer has had 15 years to work on this book and i think that's helped her get some perspective from the first books because there have been a lot of probably definitely legitimate criticisms of twilight in how edward has been acting and how he's stalking Bella, like, legitimately. And, I mean, we talked about this in um, a past episode of this podcast where he goes into her bedroom at night and, like, watches her sleep. That is next-level stalker shit. And so she can't change it. She can't change what has happened in her books. But she does a bit of retconning where she sort of tries to justify it or at least explain it and I mean it's one of those things where should you buy it I don't know if this was real life would this be acceptable absolutely not but it's a book and he's a vampire and so none of it's real anyway so you just sort of accept it and move along so this book starts I mean I haven't read Twilight in uh years but I'm pretty sure this is where Twilight started where it's Bella's first day of school and in case you guys oh um by the way Midnight Sun spoilers ahead I'm just gonna throw that out there I figured you guys would realize that but you know just in case I am going to spoil the book so stop now if you don't want to be spoiled there's not a whole lot that I can spoil because it essentially is Twilight, but you've been warned. So this book starts on the first day of Bella being at the school, and in case you didn't know that Edward can read minds, he can. Because apparently in this world, some vampires just have heightened senses, but you know, just, you know, the sense where you can read minds. Um, one of them, his sister Alice can see the future, his brother, brother in quotes, I mean, sisters in quotes, too. Um, Jasper can, like, affect the people's emotions that are around him. They have, you know, skills, I guess. So um, Edward is like, oh, there's a new girl at school. This is stupid. Uh, who cares? And then he, like, runs into her and realizes that he can't read her mind, which is basically starting his whole deal with her. Because he's like, who is this person? Why can't I read her mind like it can read everybody else's mind. Sort of the catalyst of the whole book is that Bella has a class with Edward and has to like sit by him because that's the only seat because no one wants to sit by the vampire boy. They don't know he's a vampire, but they know he's freaky. And so he gets like this big whiff of her and she smells really good and he wants to eat her. So this is literally, there are pages dedicated to talking about how delicious she smells and how he is planning on killing everybody in the classroom so he can eat Bella so he can drink her blood and it's a lot of him trying to resist and also justifying this behavior and 
Apparently, it's just like the most overwhelming sensation he's ever felt, but he is able to hold on and get out of class. And so that is sort of his first experience with Bella. And it's kind of wild. I'm just going to back up real quick. So the the Cullen family are a bunch of vampires who are a uh, hundred years old and they go to high school. And I get that, like, they're trying to blend in. It's like the the younger they pretend to be when they show up at a place, the, the longer they can stay there. And I know the dad is a doctor, and so he wants to be in society because he wants to go get a job and, like, be able to help people. But why can't the family just pretend like they're homeschooling? Because Edward... It looks like a 17-year-old. And if you've seen a 17-year-old recently, like, they, they are babies. So I get it. Like, he looks young. But, like, just pre- just say that you're homeschooling. I don't, I don't understand. Like, so many people don't go to school and get away with it. So, like, you could just not go to school and still be in town and be in society. And then if anyone questions it, just say that you're homeschooling. Like, all of these people are so intelligent because they've had a hundred years to learn things. So like, just say you're homeschooled. Like, I just don't, that is the biggest plot hole that no one has been able to, to fill is just pretend, just don't go to school. I don't understand why a hundred, you know, these, these vampires who are, have been vampires for 80 years need to go to high school. It doesn't make any sense. Stephanie Meyer, you know, you've done great work, except for this part. Like, why? Why? I don't get it. Why? So anyway, Edward's in high school, and he's 104 years old, and he's trying to change out of a biology class because Bella's in there, and he's afraid he's going to end up murdering half the school so he can eat her, which, you know, I get. He's trying to be a moral person and not eat people. But basically, so like Bella walks into the office and he smells her again and then he like glares at her and then she thinks that he hates him, but he doesn't know that because he can't read her mind. But you know this because you've already read Twilight. And I'm not going to, I mean, I could, I could go through the entire plot of the book, but I guess if you've read it, you know, and if you haven't read it, you don't care. So I do want to mention a couple things that Stephanie Meyer did in her retconning, like I sort of touched on a minute ago, um, specifically Edward being creepy. So once he decides that he doesn't actually want to eat Bella, he becomes really protective of her, which they don't really explain like the jump. I guess it has to do with the fact that he can't read her mind. And so she's sort of this enigma. So he's intrigued. And then he finds himself like wanting to get to know her and then he finds himself saving her life because she's just like, oh my God, she's just so clumsy and she's just so prone to accidents that like, oh my God, she's so relatable and also weak. And so Edward is like really protective of her. And I mean, he he legit calls out being a fucking creep when he decides to go into her room and watch her in her sleep. But it, it how they're framing it is like he's trying to watch out for her. And since he can't read her mind, he doesn't know what's happening to her. So he has to like have eyes on her, which isn't great. <laughs> it's not good. 
if this was real life, I would say that's a no-no. But, you know, it's a, it's a fantasy novel written by somebody who has had 15 years to think about the decisions she made that she can't change at this point. So she's just trying to make it as best as she can. So that is that is something that she does. Since you're in Edward's head, he he straight up is like, why am I doing this? This is bad. This is wrong. I'm a stalker as he's doing the stalking. Um, I don't know if that makes it better or not, but it is what it is. There's also an interesting thing that I, I noticed that she kept trying to sort of justify. So if you've read the series, you have read about Jasper's backstory Jasper is one of the Cohen brothers who really in the first book doesn't get a lot of airtime. Like they just sort of mention him. And I guess he's there with Alice through like the end sort of climax scene. But honestly, like you don't think about him ever. And in later books, they give him this whole backstory of being like this vampire soldier and this warrior. And he's like this fighter and he's vicious and he's like bloodthirsty. I don't know. They make him into, she makes him out to be this like really tough, scary dude. And you don't even think about him in the first book. And so he's the one that has the power to manipulate people's emotions. And I mean, she does establish this in the first book. So this isn't like a complete stretch, but there are a couple times where Edward is looking at Jasper around Bella And Jasper is putting sort of a cloud of, like, boringness around himself. um, Or making it seem like he's just, like, super chill and, like, don't even pay attention. Like, it's all good here. So it's like she's trying to cover up the fact that, like, she gave him this super badass backstory in later books that doesn't translate to the first book and it's like oh yeah but he did it on purpose because like he was totally just trying to like smooth everything over and make it so that she didn't even notice him and she wasn't intimidated like he's like super chill and cool and i think for some reason that's the funniest one because that would be like the least important factor that i would ever point out but i guess maybe she got some criticism on that so she had to go back and sort of explain it So the last sort of retcon that I do want to talk about is the whole deal. So in the very beginning of New Moon, which is the second book, Edward leaves Bella. Jasper, I guess, tries to get her at a birthday party because she cuts her hand open and he's not prepared. He smells her blood. And so he tries to attack her and then they have to like fend him off. And suddenly Edward's like, I am putting you in too much danger and my whole family's just going to get up and leave. And it comes at sort of a surprise because in the whole first book, it's about them being together. And at the end of it, so at the end of Twilight, Bella gets like attacked by this bad vampire guy and Edward has to save her. They make a big point of talking about like how much he loves her and how he won't leave her. And there are multiple times where he's like, I'll always be with you. I'm never going to leave you until you don't want me. And all of this. And and then in New Moon, it's like first chapter, Edward ditches her. And so she must have been getting criticism about that. I mean, when I was reading it when I was young, I was obviously heartbroken because Team Edward and whatever. But like, I didn't really think about it in that context. But I'm assuming that she got some, some flack for having him be so like 
no, I'm always going to be with you. Bye. Uh, just like so easily. And so Edward is thinking basically already about how he's going to have to leave in order to make Bella safe. And so there's like the whole prom scene, which is so, so silly. But it's him basically being like, I have to give her this human memory, this human moment before I leave her. So he's basically like preparing himself to leave the whole time, which, you know, I don't think was the initial plan. But who am I to say? I'm I'm not in old Stephanie's brain. I just feel like it was kind of her um, justifying some of her later decisions. But anyway, so aside from those kind of retcon moments, um, there, I mean, I, like I said, I actually really enjoyed this book and it was pretty long because it's essentially Twilight plus some of Edward's backstory plus some other scenes that you just don't get in the main book. Like, it's maybe something that he briefly talked about but he they actually go to detail of like what happened when Bella wasn't around um it was kind of a chunky book a couple things that I actually enjoyed um so Edward like I said can read everybody's mind except for Bella and there's a point where he finally meets or at least runs into is in close proximity with her dad Charlie and they make a point to say that he is Edward also has difficulty reading Charlie's mind. He can still get like the the sort of emotion behind his thoughts and then he can sort of infer what it is that he's thinking, but it's not super clear like it would be everybody else. And I think it was just it was kind of surprising and I liked that she included that because it at least gives Maybe some sort of, like, genetic reason or whatever. I mean, there's no science to this. But, like, some sort of reason why maybe Bella, he can't read at all. Um, Because it's at least like, well, her dad's also hard to read. So Edward's sister Alice can see the future. But it's only based off of the decision that a person has made in the moment. And so it's always open to interpretation and it can change pretty easily, but she can still get a pretty good idea of what's going to happen based off of like how set someone's mind is to do something. And it was actually really fun to get to see sort of her visions in action because Edward can read her mind. So he's basically seeing the future alongside her if he's in her brain. And so they use that future vision a lot to so at the end of the book Bella decides to go and like meet the evil vampire that's trying to get her because he she thinks that he has her mom even though he doesn't and so there's a whole thing where Edward is trying to get to Bella as fast as he can and so he's using Alice's future vision to like see how traffic is gonna be and where the cops are gonna be and like what cars they can steal to like get out of the situation, which is just, it's pretty wild, but it was, I don't know, it was still fun and it was a kind of a new twist on like the future. And in the same sort of vein, like, so (laughs) they're playing baseball because you know how much vampires love to play baseball. And that's when the bad vampires come and run into them and then see Bella and then the whole like thing gets started. 
And it's really kind of fun because it's like Alice sees them coming and then can see that it's probably going to end in a fight, but she doesn't know why. And so they're all trying to prepare for like, what's going to happen? Like, why is this going to happen? And they try to like make decisions and mentally stick to them for long enough to Alice, like see if it's going to work. And then if she's like, no, that's not going to work. Then they like, okay, well now I'm going to just, decide to do this thing instead and then she'll be like oh yeah no that'll work and so so when you're reading twilight it's like bella is pretty passive and she is experiencing everybody talk around her and then it's like a decision is made and so in this you're you're more in it and you get to see why the decisions that were made were made um which was just like a pretty cool way to do things also so since Edward can read everybody's mind all the time, he has so many conversations with his siblings that aren't obviously in the first book because they're basically thinking at him and then he'll like give him a look or like barely shake his head. Or since vampires are obviously super fast because that's just how they how they roll, um, he can like say something like under his breath super fast that then is like, oh, well, Bella didn't catch that. So that's why that's not in Twilight. Um, but that was kind of a fun added element to like, they're at school and he's having lunch with Bella instead. And then like Rosalie, the other sister is like screaming curse words at him the whole time in her mind. And he's just like trying to ignore. And it's just like, it. this whole thing has basically added an extra element to Twilight that I just found really entertaining. I kind of want to see the rest of the books from someone else's point of view. Um, I think it would be hard for New Moon because Edward's not in most of it. And I don't want to read about Edward being depressed in like, I don't know, Alaska for for 500 pages. Like, that's boring. But, okay, guys, hear me out. What if we did New Moon, but for... Jacob's point of view and then at the end of it they can switch to Edward when the when the action goes there and then they could do a clips from like both of them and the same thing with Breaking Dawn I have it and then she basically can rewrite the whole franchise and it would be very interesting for all of us 20 something year olds who haven't grown up out of our twilight teen years um I mean I'm totally down to read more strange romance books and talk about them so you know give us a give us a holler give us an email or a message and let me know if you're into olivia's book report i can talk about books forever again i'm i do apologize about the whole not having real episodes fiasco for a few weeks um weather weather man if you enjoy our show this show the normal show whatever um please like rate review subscribe subscribe to us on whatever platform that you listen to us on on which you listen to us um ratings help and give us a review on apple Podcasts. tell us just say hey great show hey olivia's a very good book talker about her if you have any questions uh dating romance relationships marriage email us it's togetheralonepod at gmail.com follow us on instagram and facebook at togetheralonepod and we're on twitter at together 
Alone Pod, T-O-G-E-T-H-A-L-O-N-E Pod. We'd love to hear from you about anything. And if you share us on any of those platforms, we will give you a shout out whenever we finally get back together and are able to do an episode. Also, if you just have topics that you want us to cover or sort of vague inklings that you wish we would talk about, let us know. We would love to hear from you all. Thank you so much for listening. We love you. I love you, specifically me. Henry doesn't love you, but I do. That's why I'm here right now. Um, This has been Alone Alone. Tell your mortal girlfriend she smells way too nice.